Well, friends, it's good to be with you again, and thank you so much for joining with us this evening. What a turn in God's Word to the book of Revelation and the chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12, and we're going to read the first six verses together. Revelation chapter 12, and verses 1 to 6. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God, and they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. I want to take as our text this evening, uh, the second half of uh, verse 5, which says, Her child was caught up, up unto God and to his throne. Her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. You know, this text, this verse describes the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, the only saviour of the world on completion of his mission to earth. But it also serves as a foundation for this short message this evening. On Tuesday, a friend of mine sent me an article which stated that the government was to permit home abortions during the coronavirus pandemic. This, of course, has coincided with the abortion law becoming or coming into effect in Northern Ireland, where a child can be killed in the womb up to 12 weeks for any reason and then in certain other cases, including fatal fetal abnormality up to the time of birth. When the coronavirus has finally been dealt with, we will all look back at the previous months to a pro-abortion lobby congratulating themselves on maintaining the death rate, whilst the rest of the world have been doing their very best to reduce it. I then got to think, about all those little babies that would be discarded in plastic bags or maybe even flushed down the toilet after these abortions have taken place. Their little bodies may be incinerated or end up even in some landfill site. But where will their souls be? The world may think that death is the end. But of course, we know as Bible-believing Christians that death is not the end. God's view is that the child in the womb is a full person. From the moment of conception, God is developing another very special and un unique individual human being. A soul that will never die. A person that will live on forever, long after this old wicked world is replaced with a new heaven and a new earth. There are passages in the Bible that describe the child in the womb as a person. Rebecca's twin boys, Jacob and Esau, it says in Genesis 25, verse 22, the children struggle together 
within her. Scripture portrays the unborn child as one who can respond to noises, move, and also to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, folks, the unborn child is not just a clump of cells. Unborn children are made in the image of God. Genesis 1 verse 27, it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. We are known by God before our birth. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. So what happens to these innocent little children that are forbidden the opportunity to be born into this world by the servants of Satan? Do they go to some sort of limbo, which is a Roman Catholic taught tradition? Since Popery believes in baptismal regeneration, they needed to invent a place for children to go to if they died before their baptisms or if they died outside the Roman Catholic Church. Of course, this belief, along with the belief of purgatory, has absolutely no biblical support whatsoever. Or do these babies go to the dwelling place of the rich man that we read about in Luke 16? Do they go to hell? And do they spend eternity in the lake of fire where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and not even a drop of water to cool your tongue? Where they will be with the very same people who voted for abortion, with the very same politicians that brought it into law, with all the doctors that carried it out, and with all the mothers who believed the lie of the devil that it was their right to choose. No, friend. You see, that is not what happens, dead infants, for that is not the will of God. That is not the will of God, the God of the Bible. To create infants to be nothing more than fuel for hell's fire is absolutely monstrous. Who could love such a creator? Who could trust him with their eternal soul? The God of the Christian is not Moloch. And the punishment in a future state is the consequence of personal and actual rebellion against God, of which little babies are incapable. So where do these children go to? Their bodies return to the dust, certainly, until the resurrection. But what of their souls? Is it possible that they might go to heaven where they are wanted and where they are loved? where there will be no more crying or pain ever again. Friend, I believe with all my heart that every single baby that passes away, either born or unborn, immediately is absent from the body and is present with the Lord. I can confidently, confidently declare that every unborn child, as our text says, is caught up unto God. And to his throne. And there are a number of reasons why I believe this to be so. First of all, we can consider the hope that King David had. King David. You see, King David committed adultery with Bathsheba. He then went on to murder her husband, which proves how far a child of God can fall. However, David repented. But the consequences of David's sin remained. And as a result of the first sin that he committed with Bathsheba, 
she she became pregnant and she gave birth to a little boy. But soon after the birth, the child became very sick. David fasted and he prayed, hoping that God would save the baby's life. But on this occasion, it was God's will to take the baby home to be with him in heaven. How do we know this? And how do we know the child went to heaven? Well, once the child died, David immediately stopped his grieving. And it is recorded in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. He said, now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Obviously, David did not believe in the foolish teaching of reincarnation. You see, the child would not return to him. But the point is this. David knew the child was in heaven and that he would see the child again. Because even though he had greatly sinned, even though David did not deserve the mercy of God, he had confessed that sin and God had forgiven him and cleansed him of all his unrighteousness. David would be reunited with his son again. David would go to him because David was trusting in God and he too would one day be in heaven as well. What enormous comfort this verse is to mums and dads that have suffered the devastating loss of a baby son or daughter. Christian parents will see and be with their children again. There is absolutely no doubt about it. God has given us this verse to reassure every grieving parent, you will see your children again. What a wonderful saviour is Jesus, my Lord. What a wonderful saviour to me. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock where rivers of pleasure I see. What a comfort it is to all in Northern Ireland who have worked so tirelessly to keep abortion out of our province. And even though it may seem that we have lost the battle, we, we must remember that every child that will lose their lives through abortion will immediately go into the presence of God. But folks, listen. If we want to be with them, then we must be trusting in King David's Saviour. We must seek the forgiveness of God for our own sins for it is only the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, that cleanses us from all sin. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Forget about your religion. Friend, religion did not die on the cross. Only Christ died on the cross. And only Christ can save your soul. The second reason why I believe unborn children will be in heaven is because the Lord Jesus Christ loves the little children. He loves them. You see, if you love someone, you will not bear to be apart from them. Listen to what is recorded in Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through to 16. It says they brought young children to him that he should touch them and his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and he said to them, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for as such is the kingdom of God. 
Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, he put his hands upon them, and he blessed them. He blessed them. Jesus was displeased with his disciples when they hindered the children from, from coming to see him. He says the kingdom of heaven is composed of little children. They are its subjects and they are partakers of heaven's blessings. You can almost see in your mind's eye heaven flooded with little boys and little girls everywhere. When Jesus spoke these words, he, he took those precious little lambs up into his arms and he blessed them. Surely the Saviour who blessed them on earth will not reject them in heaven. Surely the one who welcomed them around him as he walked the roads of Israel will not repel them from his presence as he walks the streets of gold. The infant mortality rate in the Lord's day was very high and it is quite likely that some of the children that Jesus hugged in his arms that day did die soon after. So does anyone really believe that the very same voice that said in tones of mercy, suffer little children to come unto me, would then say to the very same children at the judgment seat, depart from me ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels? I don't think so. Not the God that I worship, not the God that I adore, and not the God that saved me. The God who saved a filthy wretch like me will not condemn little boys and girls to the flames of hell. The same Saviour with the same subjects will not pronounce at the same time a blessing and a cursing upon the same souls. Jesus taught that we must become like little children to enter into the kingdom of heaven, his kingdom. He warned in Matthew 18 verse 10, Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Jesus threatened severe punishment on anyone who would cause a child to stumble. He said in Matthew 18 verse 6, Whosoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Let me remind you, friend, God witnesses every single abortion. He records the name of every single culprit and he hates the hands that shed innocent blood and killing defenseless unborn babies is an abomination unto him. I also believe an unborn child to be in heaven when they die simply because of who God is, because of the grace of God. First John 2 and verse 2 says this, and he, that's Jesus, is the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Christ's death and precious shed blood is sufficient for every human and not just for those who specifically come to him in faith because clearly unborn children and those who might be severely handicapped cannot do that. They can't. Therefore, 
The fact that Christ's death was sufficient for all sin would certainly allow the possibility of God applying that payment to those who are not capable of believing. At the moment, the British government are chartering planes to fly around the world to bring its citizens home from foreign countries. You know, once that plane lands, all the people have to do is to board that plane. But if they refuse to board the plane, they will be left behind. As hell-deserving sinners with absolutely no ability to save ourselves, we must reach out and accept God's rescue mission, which has come in the form of his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. If we reject God's way of salvation, if we reject Christ, we will be left in our sin to perish. Sadly, many thousands do exactly that every single day. People end up in hell because they have rejected the grace of God. However, little children in the womb cannot reject the grace of God. Therefore, it is impossible for them to neglect God's so great salvation. God is a good and just judge. As Abraham said, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? If Jesus thinks so much of children, as clearly he does, we can take comfort that children who die, whether in wars or conflicts, through sickness or accidents, through abuse or abortion, they are safe in the arms of Jesus, safe in God's keeping. God is good, he is kind, he is merciful, and he is just. And we can trust him, he cares for children more than we can even comprehend. When their little lives are cut short, we can be certain he will deal graciously with them in a way that is consistent with his saving work and his loving, merciful character. He is a good and loving Heavenly Father who will always do what is right. The psalmist says, For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. God will always act in a manner in keeping with his holy, righteous, merciful, gracious, loving, and good character. The same loving character that prompted him in the first place to send his son to die for a whole world full of sinners will also take care of helpless little children. You know, in all bereavements, whether born or unborn, whether young or old, we must remain submissive to the Father's divine will. Upon the death of any child, it is perfectly understandable to be heartbroken. It is inevitable that parents will be left shattered, but we must always guard against excessive sorrow. When Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, he said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, in other words, those that are dead, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. I know there are folks listening to me that are missing departed loved ones very, very much. Friend, there is a resurrection day coming. A resurrection day is approaching. There will be glad reunions for all who die in Christ. So we are not to sorrow like those who have absolutely no hope. 
our loving, compassionate, kind and good God in his infinite wisdom will from time to time take earth's children from this present wicked, evil world to be with him in a perfect paradise. Even though their little lives may be cut short on earth, listen, God will provide them an eternal inheritance for it is their father's good pleasure to give them his kingdom. If there's anyone listening and you have suffered the loss of a child, then may the Lord help you to take comfort from the words of David even today. I shall go to him. I shall go to him. And one day, Christian parent, you shall go to him or her. Perhaps when it comes to your turn to cross the Jordan River into the promised land, they will be standing waiting on the other side. They may be the first to welcome you home, uh, to usher you into the presence of the Most High. Yes, you will see your child again, and you shall never, ever part again. Every child is safe in the arms of Jesus. But parent, one last song. The most important question for you tonight is this. Are you safe in the arms of Jesus? The coronavirus pandemic has once again brought us face to face with the reality of death. Are you ready to go yet? Remember what the Saviour said. Except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Ye must be born again. Which obviously brought to its obvious conclusion means unless you repent of your sin and trust in Jesus Christ as your saviour, you will not see your saved loved ones ever again. Christian tonight, knowing and believing you have family waiting for you in glory. Friends, let us keep focused. Let us remain faithful. Let our concluding days on earth be more spiritual, be more God-glorifying, and let us all be more determined than ever before to be good fishers of men by bringing the lost to Christ. Thank you for listening. Stay home. Stay safe. And may God bless you all.